Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Welcome in on National Hangover and Stomachache Day, July 5th, 2023. And it's time for the Gabe Coon Show. I am Gabe Coon. I've stayed away from the hangover and stomach ache today. I'm on Twitter at G underscore Coon 71. Former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Coon Show. That'd be Connor Dunning on Twitter at CDunning99. Connor, have you stayed away from the hangover and stomach ache day? No. <laughs> you, <laughs> lights are off in the, uh, hey, in lights the control are always room. Off. Lights are always off. We got off the hood on, the hat it's on. It's always on. Those are always on. Those have nothing to do with how I'm feeling. I, I like I just my have to comfort. point it out today. I have to point it out today. I've got lights. Since I don't like I don't like bright lights. I always turn off the lights in here. I'm, I'm kind of like GP in that way. Yeah, like, but are I you, like are you good, lights. though? I'm good. I'm just achy. I'm, I got the yeah. body aches today. That's yeah. it. That's, we went, uh, you know, we celebrated the 4th by being in a pool all weekend, and we had a Cove party that was awesome yes. with all the families. But, you know, I didn't have to drive at any of those events, so I went a little, you know, so it, it, went a little uh, hard. So the fiancé, she's going back to work on Monday. Going back to nursing. PRN job there at uh, Baptist East. Uh, I was DD this weekend. I, w- I wanted her to get it out of her system before she smart. goes back to work. It was, it was I, You know, trying to get some brownie points, Dude, I guess. Yesterday was a recovery day. I just watched Jaws and Mission Impossible and ate McDonald's. It was great. <laughs> it was great. What's your, what's, your, what's your go-to order at McDonald's? Ooh, okay. So this is what I like to do. So I go Big Mac. Have to. Two double cheeseburgers off the dollar menu and a large fry. I can take, dude, I take down some food. Yeah. I, I you know, I might not look it, but I can take down some McDonald's. No, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Because, McDonald's is easy to put down, though, oh, dude, unfortunately. So good. It but hurt, the cal- the caloric intake is insane. Uh, I immediately hated myself after taking it down. But let me tell you, <laughs> while I was eating that McDonald's, pure happiness. Pure happiness. Yes. Now, we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM, ESPN, and yours truly. I'm going to have to tell you about my respect. Speaking of caloric intake, Joey Chestnut, 16, <laughs> 16 hot dog eating contests in a row. I mean, this guy is ridiculous. Only ate 62. He only ate 62 hot dogs and buns this year. Um, but we're going to have overreaction and not overreaction off the top because it is a Wednesday. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Yes, Derek Rose is a Grizzly. He'll be wearing 23 next year. Two-year, $6.5 million deal. 
I didn't expect that to drop. We talked about it. I, I, you know, Connor posed it to me last week, and I figured, you know, with that last roster spot, there's probably a more useful way that you could have uh, gone about getting a final player there. But they bring in Derrick Rose, and it's been talked about for a while here, but he returns to Memphis after what he meant to the city, especially in 2008. Unbelievable. Unbelievable story that we will open up on. Also, on the Grizzlies front, Desmond Bain has a max extension. There's a sign-in trade that we're still waiting on details for that should potentially come out tomorrow with Dylan Brooks. Um, But we'll have all that on the show. Damian Lillard asked for a uh, trade. You should have seen Connor here in the control room just completely roll his eyes. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Uh, I I feel, feel very similarly. But Grizzlies... Uh, Summer League's rolling along as well. Have a couple of notes there. They're playing the Thunder tonight. We get Kenneth Lofton, uh, Chet Holmgren, number two. You think Kenneth Lofton going to get the best of him? Chet Chet looks bigger. Chet Chet has gained 13 pounds. He played pounds, well. He was, he and was he played really well. Yeah. He looked really good in his first Summer League outing since being injured all last year. Uh, but we get number two between Kenneth Lofton Jr. and uh, Chet Holmgren. That ought to be fun. Uh, we know that Kenneth Lofton Jr. got the best of, uh, best of him last time. Javon Quinterly, who is the transfer from Alabama, uh, trying to find a place, a home for his last year in college. Really good player, five-star, went to Villanova out of high school. Um, he's on campus at the University of Memphis today. Now, we'll talk about it and what could potentially happen. Um, I feel pretty, pretty confident about him potentially landing in a Tigers uniform going into next year. But if that does happen, this roster, this, especially the starting five, We'll talk about the possibilities, and boy, are the possibilities fun to discuss. As far as guests are concerned, 5 o'clock, Keith Smith from Spot Track and Front Office Show. He has carved out a little bit of time before he heads off to, uh, before he heads off to Vegas for Summer League. Uh, Christian Fowler at 6. He's usually on a Tuesday, but we missed Tuesday, so got to bring him in on a Wednesday. And we'll talk about JQ. We'll talk about Derrick Rose. We, we have a lot to discuss with both of those guys. We'll hop into the Blitz at 6.30 as normal. And the NBA Today crew was asked on Monday – who they think is the biggest threat to the Nuggets in the Western Conference. One of them picked the Grizzlies and gave their reasons for it. We'll tell you who that was when we hop in to the Blitz. But I have to say, yesterday, watching Joey Chestnut scarf down those hot dogs. Every year I do this, but every year I get more and more astonished at what this guy is. He's an honorary athlete to me. He's an honorary athlete to me, Connor. The, the amount of training he has to go through, uh, he does keep his body in shape. To be able to do what he does at such a high level for all these years, I think there's there's an athlete deep down there. Um, now, eating hot dogs is not an, a, a sport. We it had this not. discussion earlier. It is not. But I, I, I'm going to give him the honorary athlete tag. After a rain delay, when he could have got down, he still comes out, clearly threw him off that rain delay. They thought they were going to cancel the men's for a while. But he only he ate 62 and won the damn thing again for the 16th time. Listen, first off, I, I sent this to some of my friends yesterday. How does a hot dog eating contest get canceled? Find a cafeteria and let's get this thing rolling. Like, what are we doing here? You have here? to have you it at Coney Island. You have to have it on the you, stage. You, you have to. Okay, go have find to. a tent. It's an American it tradition. Sure, but you can also do it in a cafeteria. We don't need to be canceling it. Just take it indoors. I agree. I agree. But it, listen, Joey Chestnut was not going to let that happen. He said, we're going to get out there and we're going to eat these damn hot dogs. We're going to eat these hot dogs. Eat 62. And then my favorite quote after he was he was getting interviewed, he said, I have some extra room, so I'll be having some beers later. He had extra room after this. Calories he took in. 17,920 in one sitting. Sodium intake. This is scary, honestly. 48,980. 
Total fat, 1,116 grams. And by the way, milligrams on that uh, sodium, 48,980 milligrams. That's 20,408% daily value. (laughs) Saturated fat, 372 grams, 18,600% daily value. Trans fat, 62 grams, 28,182% daily value. Total carbs, 1,490 grams, 4,960% daily value. Daily value, dietary fiber, 62 grams, sugars, 124 grams, protein, 620 grams, cholesterol. This is the scariest one, 1,860 milligrams. I'm, gl- I, I'm so You have to call him an honorary athlete if he's able to do that. That is just sure. That's a, a, a normal person can't step in and do anything close to that. I'm glad he's worth $4 million because that man probably has to renovate his bathroom every year. <laughs> that dude is probably dropping an Oppenheimer bomb in there. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. What do you think is toilet paper? He's probably had to switch over to the bidet. Oh, no, you're going, yeah, you're going wipes and bidet. Ain't no way you're going paper. But does the bidet even do the job at that point? Like, does the the bidet? It's doing its best. (laughs) It's doing its best. Yeoman's work for that bidet. It's working its ass off. But my gosh. And like some of the other things he's been able to do, obviously his record at the Nathan's Hot Dogs is 76 dogs. And buns in 10 minutes. God. Hard-boiled eggs, which is disgusting. Oh, slow your roll. What, what are we talking about? 41. Hard-boiled eggs. Disgusting. Hard, uh, okay, not hard-boiled eggs quantity, in general. Okay. I'm talking okay. about 141 hard-boiled okay. eggs. I'll go with you there. Good I'll go Lord. With you there. That's a cool I mean, hand That's loop. insane. Glazed donuts, 55 in eight minutes. Oof. Uh, Taco Bell soft-shell beef tacos, 53 in 10 minutes. I've done that in college. Okay, this is, this is the scariest one. Although I don't, uh, the the number doesn't surprise me. Crystal's hamburgers, which you want to talk about even more so than hot dogs, your stomach, and that bathroom working overtime. 103 in eight minutes. Oh, my God. No chance. Just no chance at all. But all I got to say is the respect I have for this man as an honorary athlete. And I was an athlete at the University of Right. Played football. I give him honorary athlete status. Unbelievable. Unbelievable How many things you could eat? Without throwing up, without throwing up, are they allowed to throw up? No, they cannot throw up. They can't. That's, see, that's like the that's the deal. I'd probably, I could get to ten and hold off maybe to throw up. Yeah, dude, I'm thinking like I could maybe get to six. Like, it, like I'd be full after four, like really full after four. I think I could push it though. I got a big stomach. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of room in there. I can handle it. Also, this weekend, before we get to overreaction, not an overreaction, uh, uh, Twitter Twitter was – Elon was working yeah, overtime. Yeah, right limit glad. exceeded. I, those, was off, those. I was pretty much off of Twitter. I missed the Grizzly Civil War. I missed the Civil War over the 15th man. I missed the, the rate limit thing. I was just – I was kind of gone. I wasn't really on it. Yeah, and uh, Elon Musk said he had temporary restrictions on how many posts you could read, even the paying the – paying, yeah. the check mark. He people. knows what he's doing. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Duh. Yes, that, no that's the freaking sarcasm. He has no sarcasm. freaking idea what he's doing. But rate limit, rate limit exceeded is absolutely burnt into my memory now. So we'll see what happens with uh, the good old Twitter machine. It's been tanking since Elon I mean, bought it. All I'm going to say is I'm happy I wasn't an NBA. I'm not an NBA reporter because could you imagine like the first day of free agency getting a rate limit exceeded and just <laughs> the pant because everybody gets their news that way. Like that's the main way you get NBA news right now is from Twitter. And did you see? Uh, did you see Sham Sharania over the weekend? His screen time? See, they give you your screen time on 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 your. Uh, Was it like twenty hours? Nineteen hours. Oh my in a minute. god! I bet he's got neck pain. Hell yeah! 
And I bet the Twitter uh, Twitter incident, although you could post as much as you want, you just couldn't read posts. It just wouldn't load up. You could post as much as you want. So he got his he got his tweets off, but 19 hours, no, I don't want my face down into a screen for 19 hours. That's that's a little much for me. Now, uh, that's enough of that. It's time for overreaction, not an overreaction. Now, it's overreaction or not an overreaction. We are to wild and crazy guy. That's crazy. Chill, homie. On the Gabe Cujo from 92.9. All right, Gabe. Derek Rose is back in the city Love of Memphis. It. The Grizzlies have signed him to a two-year deal worth $6.5 million. There has been some disagreement on the usefulness of the signing with Derek Rose because he is about to be 35, and he's only played 53 of a possible 164 games with the Knicks the past two years. So despite all of that, my question to you is, is the signing useful? Overreaction, not an overreaction. Not an overreaction. I find it useful. I find it useful. But first of all, can we just like sit here? And bask in this moment. This is cool as hell. This is awesome. This is beautiful. University of Memphis alum coming back. I know all of the things got erased by the NCAA, but I don't give a damn. They were in a national championship. We saw what he was able to do through the tournament. Um, And we've been trying to, at least from an outside position, whether it was with the Bulls, the Knicks, the Pistons, root for him. We've been trying to root for him this whole time. Now he's back in the city wearing number 23. First... Before I get into the usefulness and why I think it is useful ultimately, damn, this is cool. This is awesome. I think everyone's in, in lockstep on that, though, Connor. I'd it's awesome. I mean, the the initial reaction from me was pure feeling. Like it was, it had really nothing to do with basketball. Like like on like playing on the court. Him being back in the city of Memphis is just a special thing, especially with you know how. His, his reign with the Tigers kind of ended. The only time he's really spoken on it was in 2012 when he sent off that, you know, those series of tweets about Memphis and it being his second home and all of these things. So when you first see the no- news, Derrick Rose is coming back to Memphis, there's just no way around. It made you feel warm. It made me excited. And then it does also make sense for a guy like Ja right now. Yeah, like, for sure. Everybody compares Ja to two guys, Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose. And having one of those guys in the city with him now that knows the importance of, of where he's at in his young career, it's just it's thrilling. It's really cool. I've said this. I think it's cooler than it is useful, but I still think it's useful. Right. And not for on-court purposes. Maybe the first 25 games of next year of next season when Ja is, is on his suspension – Derrick Rose could be a reserve point guard, help out Marcus Smart with those duties, Desmond Bain with those duties, now that Tyus is shipped off to Washington. Like, he could help with that. But on the court, I don't expect much of anything from Derrick Rose, ultimately. Uh, he's paid 53 of a possible 182 games the last two years. I mean, or 160, what is it, 164 games Yeah, the last two years? That, that's just, it doesn't lend itself to a guy who's going to be able to be on the floor consistently. He has a, a pretty substantial injury history. And he's thirty. He's gonna be thirty-five during the season. On the floor, I don't think we should have crazy expectations for this guy. But where it becomes useful is just what you said, John Morant, and 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 what he could mean to Ja. Ja has already come out of his Twitter hiatus, and he's spoken up on it, and he seems to love the love the uh, the move, and he loves the fact that Derrick Rose is so similar to him in a lot of aspects. And I feel like this is a guy, John Morant, growing up. Uh, sort of late there, you know, after 2010, when he was young and his, his young, impressionable days, this is probably a guy that, that John Morant uh, took his game and he mirrored it after. He probably mirrored it after Derrick Rose in a lot of ways. Explosive athlete, only 6'3", can pass, 
um, can get off the dribble, uh, really fast up and down the floor, explosive athlete. I think Derrick Rose can give him some really good on the court. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lessons off the court, if that makes sense. He can tell him how to preserve his body, make sure he's not throwing his body and then challenging people at the rim all the damn time, trying to limit injury where Derrick Rose couldn't. He's learned some things in his career in that regard. Also, Derrick Rose has had some things off the floor that have, that have, that have come to, to light, and Derrick Rose has had to deal with those things. And throughout the process, he's been a good locker room guy. Let's be honest. He's been around the block four times over. He understands what it takes off the floor to be the guy you want to be, to be a face of the NBA, to be the youngest MVP in the history of the NBA. He knows what it takes, and he can give those lessons to John Morant. That's where this is useful. People want to talk about on-court. Yes, when you asked me this last week, when you brought up Derrick Rose's name to me, Connor, I said I think they could use a more useful player in that role on the floor. But if you're going to go this direction, if you're going to find someone to give John Morant, John Morant lessons, if you're going to find someone who is who is going to be a good locker room guy, why not Derrick Rose? He's familiar with the city. He's familiar with uh, the style of play the point guard has to play. John Morant has to play. It just seems like a, a seamless fit from a culture perspective, I think, here in Memphis. And I, I, don't, think, I don't think there should be anybody arguing that. Right, and at the end of the day, he's making six point five million over two years. It's the vet like minimum it's, for it's two nothing. years. It's, it's a nothing, vet minimum y'all. for it's the vet minimum for players that have been in the league for ten plus years. I think it was a smart way to use the money. It was a smart way to use the money you're bringing, and because you combine it with a guy like Marcus Smart, also his leadership and what he can do for Jaw. Like if you ask me, if you could find two point guards in the NBA that Jaw is without a doubt going to respect and listen to, Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose at the top of that list. They are one of the first two people that you're going to think of, and having them in that locker room now with him, it's going to do amazing things for him. That's the hope. That's the hope, and, you know. And here's what I always latch I've, I've latched onto through this whole process. Tom Thibodeau is sort of a known disciplinarian coach, right? Known disciplinarian, tries to get almost too much out of his players at times. He runs them ragged at times, but he always wanted Derrick Rose on his roster. Why? Because Derrick Rose helped his culture, and he always – knew that he could count on Derrick Rose in those moments to bring along young players, to play, give him some good minutes at point guard. Tom Thibodeau has, la- has literally put his name alongside Derrick Rose's entire career. And I, I, I sort of trust that cosign to a certain extent. Well, you know how I feel about opposing teams' reaction to you getting a guy. 
every single New York Knicks fan was like, you know what? He didn't really play a ton for us, but he was a professional, and he was exactly what we wanted him to be when he was in New York. And Tom Thibodeau's talked about that as well, of how good of a locker room he, guy he was for, for, for the young people in that locker room, for the Emmanuel Quickleys of the world, for those type of guys in that New York Knicks locker room. And, right. and that's, you just want to hear that. So, because that's why the signing was made. Don't, don't, don't kid yourself. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies and Zach Kleiman think they can get a little bit out of him those first 25 games but I don't think they're expecting him to light the world on fire and be a 10-plus point-per-game scorer like he has been at times throughout his career. They don't expect that. This is, this is a signing more for the locker room and culture than it is for any type of rotation. If right. If you sense. get anything productive from Derrick Rose on the court, that's a win. It's a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's been a few years since we've seen him be able to do what – he used to be able to do on a basketball court. I think a couple years ago, he had the Halloween 40-point game, 50-point game, whatever that was, and that was a special moment. But that was kind of, you know, the end of Derrick Rose being that type of player. But, you know, he might be able to give you some spot minutes, be useful, especially in that first 25 games. But when you combine everything with the leadership and the John Morant situation to the story of his return to Memphis and what that's going to mean to not just the Grizzlies but the city – it's a no-brainer. Yep. I'm not saying the Grizzlies made the signing because of because of nostalgia. They didn't do that. I don't think they took that into consideration. I think they were saying, this is a guy that we think that John Morant's going to respect and probably idolize. And you can already tell older. John Morant's going to respect him. He's you on Twitter dude, talking brought, about it, it constantly. Bane, Trip, Ja, everybody was tweeting about it. You can tell these young guys... I mean, growing up, Derrick Rose is an NBA legend. When people ask the question, if you could take away injuries from any guy in the league, the number one answer, it's either Derrick Rose or Penny Hardaway. And then Brandon Roy is usually the third one. It's usually those three guys, and Grant Hill's in there too. But Derrick Rose, if you ask any NBA player, he's a legend in their eyes. He's and, a legend. And Derrick Rose grew up around gang affiliation and everything else. Like He grew up in, in a certain way where he presented himself a certain way that Maybe the front office sees, okay, Jaws trying to go down that same path, and Derrick Rose can instill certain lessons upon him along the way. How do you become a productive player, uh, move better, move differently, get out of that sort of brain, that mindset? And I, I just, I, I think in that, in that realm, that conversation, I think this is, this is nice. Um, but again, like I, I get where people talk about it not being useful on the floor, and maybe you could have used it on a on a better piece. Like Torian Prince was out there; he was off very quickly to the Lakers for four and a half million dollars. That would have been a useful player for the Grizzlies. Uh, although, I, you know, Joe Ingles, who we thought on last Friday, he got a lot of money, dude. Good lord, he got Holy eleven crap. million a year. He got eleven million a year from the Magic. That could have been a guy out there, but it's not an immediately visible way how Derrick Rose is going to help this team. But I, I do believe ultimately he will help this team and help Ja come along in his progression into being the face, uh, a face of the league, into being a superstar. And it may be a little bit corny, but that first time he is introduced in the FedEx form, University of Memphis, number twenty-three, Derrick Rose, the roof is going well, to explode. Hey, hey, can I say this? He's going to have to start. <laughs> For that, to, okay. Well, I guess they said Derrick Rose subbing in. Yeah. Either way, he's <laughs> yeah. going to. Why do you have to do that? <laughs> I had to take it away. I, I don't, I, he's not going to. How do you know? He might. Why not? I mean, why not? If, if everybody else game, is hurt, if everybody what? else is no, hurt. But why not? First home game. Why not start him? I because you want to ultimately put your best foot forward. Sub. You know how easy that is? Hey, Listen, Derrick Rose, you can I start and give it in the moment. People we'll will rise. People will rise and give him a massive ovation. Yeah, back to what I was saying. Let me finish, yes. <laughs> you butthole. Okay, so the first time he gets introduced, it's going to blow the roof off of that place. I really do think it's going to be a special moment. 
and it's a little corny, but this is going to potentially help heal some of the wounds of that 08 team. The first time I ever got emotional over sports right. was when they lost that game. It shattered my little middle school heart. I would thought that they were going to win that championship game. We were rocking the shirt. We were at a watch party, and them losing that game has haunted me yep. it's from that day. And this is going to help heal it a little bit. And and he's only played five games here since that happened. Yep. It's just, man, this, the story's really, really cool. The story's awesome. The story's awesome. Um, I do think it's useful, not immediately visible, but I, I love to see Derrick Rose in number 23 in the city again. Like, you know who you, you is useful? You have to love that. Desmond Bain. Yep. Desmond Bain's going to be useful, and that's our next talk topic. Desmond Bain signed the largest contract in Grizzlies history late Friday night, a max extension of $207 million over five years. He has yet to make an all-star team, but is coming off a season where he averaged 21-5-4 and four on 40% from three. There's been some discussion of it being an overpay, but this is what I want to ask you. This is an overpay for Desmond Bain. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Overreaction, man. I, I just... <sighs> I get frustrated constantly. Listen, if you're pocket watching and you're looking at these contracts that are being doled out, everything looks like an overpay. Damian Lillard is going to be making $60 million after he runs out of this current contract. $60 million for two straight years. Well, if he's in Miami, they're going to have to pay that out. Wherever he's at, they're going to have to pay that out. That's an overpay in general, even for a guy who's been phenomenal. He's going to be 35-36 in those two seasons. So, like... Everything's an overpay. You just look at these dollar amounts and you start your head starts spinning. You're like, damn, we're we're giving out crazy contracts. But the way I see it, Desmond Bain has been an integral part of this this franchise taking the taking the leap that they have been able to take over the past two years. Fit two straight fifty win seasons, um, best home record in the NBA, record home record uh, for for Grizzlies franchise history. He's been phenomenal. And you look at the past two seasons, the leap he took. In 21-22, 18 points per game on, what was it, 43% from three, 46% from the field. Last year, you saw the leap as a playmaker. 48% from the field, 40% from three, 21 points per game. And, like, I, you, we, we see guys around the NBA, and Steph Curry is the one that's, I, I'm not saying Desmond Bain, Steph Curry, but 50-40-90 guys, 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. Desmond Bain. Uh, last year before he got hurt, was averaging 25 points per game with those splits. When you get a guy like that in today's NBA, how valuable they are, you have to pay them their money. And I, I think ultimately, like you look at Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, they got five years, $260 million. Do we call those overpays? Is it just because they've been to an all-star game? Is that why you give them their stamp of approval? I feel like it is, especially when we're talking about casual NBA fans. But you're in a small market in Memphis. You have guys that, a guy that works phenomenally alongside John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Give him his damn money. And this was his extension eligible uh, offseason. What are you going to do? What are you going? Did you want to get him on less than a max? Sure. Of course you want to underpay and, and, and save money along the way. But ultimately, if you want to retain him, this is what you're going to have to do. Because what's going to happen? If we go into next year and he stays relatively healthy, which we fully expect – uh, even with the foot injury last year, is phenomenal. He had 30, a 36-point game and a 35-point game against the Lakers in that first-round series, and they ultimately went to the Western Conference Finals. Um, what do we expect from him? Probably another 20-point-per-game guy, probably you know four or five assists. He'll get some uh, five, six rebounds per game. He'll shoot 40% from three. He'll do that again. And then next offseason, if you didn't come to an agreement this offseason, someone's going to pay him the max. Someone will. So you get ahead of it. 
you pay him, you lock him in, and everybody is in lockstep on what this team is going to do going forward. You, you can look at these contracts all you want and see the dollar amount and talk about them being an overpay, but ultimately, for a guy of Desmond Bain's stature, for a guy that consistently has gotten better, he's a plus defender, he's great at creating, he's a great three-point shooter, for a guy of that stature, you have to pay him, especially when he's 25, he's going to be on his 25-year-old season. He's young. He can grow alongside these other two guys that make up the big three for the Grizzlies. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to me. Without a doubt. I do not understand the people that are like, how did he get that money? It's Did you watch Desmond play, Desmond Bain no, play basketball? That's the thing. No. Every time I watch Generally. him play, sometimes I'm like, damn, he might be the best guy on the court right now. <laughs> that guy can put up 30 at any moment, and you lock him up. Now, you don't have to worry about Desmond Bain. I think Hardwood on Twitter said it perfectly. He was like, the Grizzlies paid, for De- paid Desmond Bain, and now they don't have to worry about what he's doing for the next six years. I'm good. I'm good. We we do this dance every single time a new CBA goes into effect. Remember when Mike Conley was the highest paid player yes. in the NBA and everybody acted like it was an what ultimate the, sin? But what and by, by the, the end of it, people were like, you know what? You know who has a good contract? Michael Conley. And it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? And also, by the end of that offseason. In off five season, years, we're going to think it's a steal. And by the end of that offseason, he wasn't even the highest paid player in the no, NBA. No, it's, it's just as how right. it works. It's the same thing in the NFL when some quarterback who probably shouldn't be the highest paid one is it for a little bit, and then the next guy comes along, and you completely forget that was even a thing. It's, it's silly. The only people that think Desmond Bain shouldn't have gotten that deal are people who do not watch Desmond Bain night in and night out. He is a special talent in the NBA. He can put up 30 at any moment. He shoots 40% from three. He plays a lot better defense and, than people give him credit for. I'm going to beat this drum I agree forever. I don't understand why Desmond Bain, bad defender, is a thing. He is a good defender. He's a good defender, and he's getting better. And be- guess what? He's probably going to make another leap again because he's playing with a non-broken toe now. That yep. dude put up those numbers with a broken toe. Pay the man. Pay yes. the man. It's 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 a no brainer. You have to keep him locked up. And I I just I think a lot of this, Connor, and I want to hear your opinion on this. I think a lot of this comes from John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Some kind sometimes can just sort of eclipse the sun, right? Yeah. And they eclipse Desmond Bain and and what he has become as a player a lot. And he's not super outspoken. And he's not sort of uh, on the front line making comments and like he ju- he just goes about his work goes about his business quietly and very effectively and i think people need to understand that it's most people that just don't watch Desmond Bain night to night we do and we understand the value that he ca- that he carries in this this NBA this iteration of the NBA man we've talked about it a ton when you look across the league right now teams are desperately trying to find their quote unquote big 3 the grizzlies already got it y'all yeah John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., locked up. Don't yep. have to worry about it. Do not have to worry about it. You, you'll figure out the rest. But and those Jaren three Jackson guys, Jr. arguably could be the that, that might be the most team friendly deal in the NBA right now. Dude, that deal's in four years. You want to talk about million? steals? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, right. yeah, for real. Because I I have said it before. I expect Jaron Jackson Jr. to have an All NBA level season next year. That man, who he was playing like a grown man by the end of that season. I cannot wait to see what this team's going to be. But, like, you already got those three guys. And when those three guys are on the court, I think the Grizzlies can beat anybody in the NBA. Mm-hmm. If those three guys are healthy and playing. More seasoning. Bring more it. seasoning. That's bring how it. it works when you get into playoff basketball. You just need to take your lumps. And they've taken a little bit of – they've taken their lumps. You just got to grow, mature, and pay the guys that have gotten you there. Yeah. And Desmond Bain is – he's one of those. And five years, $207 million. We'll see how it ages, but you have to. Yeah, you, you really don't have a choice if you're the Grizzlies. You can get some brand-new dumbbells. <laughs> Looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah, out there. For sure. Now, uh, speaking of teams trying to build build their rosters, the Trailblazers have thought. 
for a while that their their roster was was completely built. It was around Damian Lillard. They tried Yusuf Nurkic. They've had C.J. McCollum. They've had some guys that made it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, and then from there, it's been a fall-off. But Damian Lillard, after a few years of sort of hinting that he wanted out of Portland, but he didn't want to cheat the grind, he has finally asked for a trade. Where will he head, though? We'll answer that on the other side right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. They keep trying to tell me Now, back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN, Damian Lillard has officially asked for a trade. 32 years of age, he finally wants to get out of Portland. Now, he wants to go to the Heat. And ultimately, I think this will take a while. The reason I think that is Adrian Wojnarowski has talked about it over the weekend. The Trailblazers are not impressed with the Heat's trade offer for Damian Lillard which could lead to a deal elsewhere now. We'll see what happens with that. There's a lot of teams around the league that are monitoring it uh, that would want Damian Lillard, but there is a a few caveats that come with that, and I'll I'll mention that in a second. Uh, Damian Lillard prefers Miami, I mentioned, but Portland says they need maximum value in any trade. Uh, Miami needs, to, uh, at minimum, a third team to take on Tyler Hero's contract, Uh, and the Blazers seemingly don't have interest at all in Tyler Hero to pair alongside all of their young players. Um, but Portland is trying to get that maximum value, and they'll take their time to find better offers elsewhere to receive the best package for Lillard. That's the update we have. Now, the Heat want um, to give away minimal assets to go get Damian Lillard, and I I will say from a perspective, if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm trying to rebuild this franchise around Scoot Henderson, uh, around all of these separate guys. I want to make sure that the return I get is sweeter than Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and a few picks. I, I have to make sure. I have to do what's best for my franchise. Now, granted, I have not, if I'm the Portland Trails, Trailblazers front office, I have not done what's best for my franchise the past couple of years, hanging on for dear life with Damian Lillard and obviously extending him. And the Blazers are looking for this huge return. But if you're dealing with the Heat and Pat Riley, I don't know if you're going to be able to get that. And I think people need to understand this, Connor. And, and people don't quite – they see Damian Lillard and what he's able to, to do, the three-point shooting from anywhere on the floor, um, the, the, the just explosive offense he can give you. He could be a 30-point-per-game guy. He can give you 60 any given night. Um, but his contract situation gets in the way. He's owed $45 million this year, $48 million, um, next year. Then this is where it really gets tricky. He signed a two-year, $121 million extension last year. That will kick in after the $48 million owed next year. He has a player option in year two of that two-year, $121 million Supermax extension. So he's owed $60 million a year in his aged 35 and 36-year-old seasons. If I am a team outside that is trying to acquire Damian Lillard, I have to pay attention to that. What is he going to look like at age 35 and 36? He's had struggles staying on the floor the past two years. What does he look like at that advanced age? He's 32 right now, and he's still probably at the top of his game, sort of leaving his prime to a certain extent. There's a slowdown, though. There's a slowdown there. If I am a team 
Like the Miami Heat, I have to be damn careful about wagering away my future for a guy I'm paying $60 million here in a few years to. It's trouble. It's tricky. And I think ultimately, both sides, I've said this the whole time, both sides deserve a whole lot of shame. Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers front office. Damian Lillard could have asked out and helped them out uh, either last year um, or earlier this offseason, and then this year, um, or and then uh, I, I think the uh, Portland Trailblazers front office could have seen the, the writing on the wall and understood what was going to happen, so they could have tried to move him previously. So I think they both deserve a little bit of shame. But on Damian Lillard's side, I the 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 enemy arc, the the villain arc that he's creating uh, in Portland Trailblazers sort of circles is is kind of tough to watch. They sign Jeremy Grant to a five-year, $160 million deal seemingly to try to boost that roster and keep him in the fold. And then a day later, he asks for a trade for the first time ever when we have expected it for a while and been hoping it's coming for a while. But it's it's definitely frustrating for the Trailblazers. They have botched this along the way, and I think Damian Lillard has been a a problem, a problem for, for where they could be potentially headed in the future. Yeah, I think uh, both sides have made mistakes here. I'm not sure if I want to call him a villain. It's more so like the annoying arc of Damian Lillard. It's just like, hey, man, why didn't you just tell them that you wanted out before the draft? That could have helped. They could have made a real deal to get some real draft assets in a pretty good draft. Like, for example, it may not have happened, but like the Magic had 6-11. and 11. You could have traded there, gotten some draft picks, gotten some pretty talented guys back. Scoot Henderson is, you know... You've got to give him the keys, and it just never made any sense to keep Damian Lillard if you were going to try it? this new uh, era with Scoot Henderson. It just it made no sense uh, at all, especially uh, when Dame was like, I don't want to rebuild, but then Dame was like, I don't want to run from the grind. you got to pick one. You've got to pick one, dude, because what you've done here is you've taken all negotiating power away from the Portland Trailblazers by being like, I want to go to Miami and Miami only. That, it's then just, I'll be disgruntled anywhere else it's like, I go. Listen, you gave them 11 years. That's amazing. Kudos to you, Dame. You do not get to decide where you get traded when you don't have a no-trade clause. I know that you can try to force yourself, and we've seen players do that, but those players have also asked out early, and they've still given their teams some negotiating power. Dame fumbled this, no yeah. doubt about it. And he, the Trailblazers it, did too. They did right? too, but, but they allowed Dame to do it. They allowed Dame to control the narrative instead of being like, listen, man, we're drafting Scoot, we're trading you, we're going to send you to, to a contender, we're going to get back the best we can, if you want to go to Miami, we'll see what we can do. But if we're not impressed with Miami's package, we're not sending you to, you to Miami. That should have been understood way before now. and Way before. And now. we said it before we left for the break, before we left for our, our four-day hiatus. Um, we, we, we made it very clear. A roster with Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons at $25 million a year, and Dame Lillard on the, same, on the same roster. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make plausible Reasonable sense. You have to give Scoot the ball in his hands. Anthony Simons has to have his ball, have the ball in his hands. You, you spend a number three pick and twenty five million dollars on two guys that you want to be lead scoring guards. You have to give them the leeway to go make that happen. That was never going to happen with Dame Lillard in the fold. It, it's got to be frustrating. It's got to be frustrating. You get to a Western Conference Finals, and we see this constantly, right? A team gets to the Western Conference Finals, they feel like they're right on the precipice, but things don't quite break their way. And we, we're going on four years of work here now. Um, for the Trailblazers where things have spiraled out of control and that franchise is not on solid footing. You should have seen this. You should have seen this coming. And now they're just in this weird, weird spot where they're 
likely going to strike a deal with the Heat. But again, with Pat Riley striking a deal with the Heat, he's not going to give you some massive return. Where probably last offseason you could have gotten a big return for Damian Lillard wherever you were moving him to. Right. It's 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 been nasty business from start to finish here. Uh, it's just been it's an odd the last, ending. Well, I shouldn't say start to finish. The last the last four years and and the ending of this thing has been botched massively by both sides. Well, and to be fair to Dame, to be fair here, they just failed to put a, uh, the team around him that they should have. They did. He gave them he gave them a decade. They should have put together a better team than freaking Yusuf Nurkic and CJ McCollum. It just should have been better. No doubt about that. They tried and, and some also things, there was but the thing like Yusuf Nurkic never, never staying healthy hurts. It does. CJ McCollum, like okay, he got you. The, you got to Western Conference Finals. You tried to stick by it, but you you ultimately saw. Damn, we have the the shortest backcourt in the NBA. Yeah, they're offensively inclined. They can't play defense. So they were they, I, I, like, looking at Scoot I, and uh, I don't and know, Anthony, and they're like, Let's do it again. I don't know if move by move, right? I don't know if I can blame the Blazers for what they've tried to do. Yeah, they failed. But they tried to bring in Norman Powell, Robert Covington. They tried to get their defense better. They tried to make all of these separate moves, the Jeremy Grant move. They've tried to do things that just ultimately failed. I, I but All those are like hard. kind of not good moves, but though. But, again, when you have so much invested in a Damian Lillard, what are you going That's to do on true. the outside? Like, hey, Dame, maybe not take $60 million a year. <laughs> but he's going to. You, you get your money while you can. Yeah. In this I, that's true. Age. Now, let's, let's also be honest, though, about this trade package. There is a war on NBA Twitter about, you know, people being like, the Heat are offering them trash and the Blades are da I think that the Heat offer is neither as good or as bad as people are making it out to seem. No. Tyler Hero, That's I'm not quite player. sure why the opinion of him has changed so drastically. He's a really good NBA player, y'all. And, and a really good NBA if, player. If the Nets are going to be the third team in this, the Nets do have some interest in Tyler Hero. Yeah, and you should. He's he, You should have interest in Tyler Hero. So the package would be Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Jaime Hawkins, who I think is going to be a good NBA player. Yeah, and he was great in summer league. Nikola Jovic. Sure, but then you're going to get a 2028 first, 2029 pick swap, 2030 first. Is that what Damian Lillard should get? No. Is it pretty good? Yeah. It's not that bad. It's not as bad as people are making it out to to be. I also understand that the Blazers might think if we get some other teams involved here, we might be able to get something else out of it. That's one thing I think that they're doing pretty smart, though, is that they're saying, listen, we know that Miami's going to have a package no matter what for Dame. Let's see if we can get like a big trade going here to see because it's not like – they have to do it right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they can, they, they can, can bide their time. They, they can, can slow wait. Burn this they can thing. say, "Hey, maybe a how team gets desperate." How desperate are you ultimately? The heat. Right. The, right. the heat. How desperate are you right now? Max Struess is likely yeah, elsewhere. Because, Gabe Vincent is because, elsewhere. You're going to have to reload. Damian Lillard would definitely uh, alleviate that pain. Exactly. Because the reality for the Miami Heat right now is they just lost two key pieces. Like we yep. can, we can talk about the money that they got. What Max Drew's got is nuts. Yes. But he was a key piece to that team. Gabe Vincent was a real big piece to that team. And they lost those two guys. And they lost Udonis Haslam. They lost their, hot, uh, their <laughs> yeah, locker room guy, too. He'll still be around. Don't fool yeah, yourself. Yeah, of course he will be. But, you know, so they need to be honest with themselves about their situation as well. It's like, it's the weirdest game of chicken I've ever seen. It's just do the trade. Just do it. Yeah. Like, I, the Blazers can wait, and it, they can see if other teams get involved. Guess, but at the end of the day, it feels like this is going to be what it is. The value for Tyler Hero, though, in Portland, I can sort of see where it could get tricky. You, you need you need more two-way guys. Tyler Hero is not that. And you have a lot of guys that will put up shots. Jeremy Grant will put up shots. Anthony Simons will put up shots. Shaden Sharp will put up shots. And uh, uh, Scoot will put up shots. So you don't necessarily need a super offensively inclined guy to grow alongside uh, the pieces you already have. You need, you need a more two-way uh, movable piece, 
And I don't know if Tyler Hero is necessarily that, but he's still like if you if you have Tyler Hero on your roster, that's a movable type of exactly. guy that people exactly. will want. You could strike another deal with somebody who needs an offensive punch. And you know, I, I get where on their current roster he may not fit in, but he is he's a valuable player in this NBA. Well, you nailed it. It's this is the type of move, and the reason we keep saying that they might bring in another team is you could move Hero in another deal to get the piece back that you truly want. Yes. And that could be how this happens. But it just it feels like it would be odd if he, if Damian Lillard wasn't on the Heat. I think after yeah. all this negotiation. Yeah, and I guess what are the outs? The Nets, I guess, are a team that can get involved. Like, sure, but like they got every what, wing what player is, in the but, NBA. But again, what does what does Dame to the Nets really? Oh, Dame do? to the Nets. Yeah, but like, but I'm saying like if other teams are going to get involved and try to go get involved in the Dame sweepstakes outside of the Heat, the Heat if if the Heat is not the ultimate landing spot, which again I think it is, like who else? Who else wants to take on that contract, and who else, if you add Dame immediately, they become a title contender? Well, the problem is who you would have to trade to get Dame from, yes. from Brooklyn. It's like, all right, we're in the same spot. Yes, it's like, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Replace Mikael Bridges with Damian Lillard. Are you better? And we're still a 35-win yeah, team. Like, exactly. Did you get any we're better? Still a I don't team. think so. Yeah. And so, you're worse at defense. Yes. Now, um, real quick, before we bring on Keith Smith here at uh, top of hour number two, um, Summer League. Grizzlies opened hey. up 94-92. Um, some things to sort of cover there. Uh, Jake LaRavia, we'll start with that. That's the guy I really wanted to see show up. It was kind of a no-show in the first half. Second half, he started to get to the free throw line, looked a little bit better, but he finished the night 2-for-11 from the field, 2-for-9 from 3, 12 points. Um, he ended up having six fouls, three assists, three rebounds, turned the ball over a fair amount. I, I, I want to caution people. Whenever we talk about Summer League, first of all, you have to preface it by saying this does not mean much in the grand scheme of what they will look like in an NBA rotation in a regular season game. This is These are Unless G League Santi. teams, college teams, ultimately, that they're, that they're playing. Um, but I also want to say don't overreact in the, to, to a negative performance in one game of, of Summer League. Jake LaRavia could respond pretty substantially come 6 o'clock tonight against the Thunder. And one thing I did think was a positive about Jake LaRavia. We saw him last year. They traded two first-round picks to go get him. He was their, 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 their first guy that they wanted in the first round of the NBA draft last year. He didn't put up shots last year. This year, maybe he has more of a green light. I would, I would assume he has more of a green light. But he put up 11 shots. He was not shy about putting the ball up. But I don't want to overreact. Can, I be, can you be concerned? Yes. Can you stay away from overreacting? Yes. I think two things can coexist at the same time about Jake LaRavia. Yeah, the ball wasn't going in the hoop. It's just, you know, sometimes that happens. Is it a positive sign? Not really. Is it a huge red flag? I'm not sure yet. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, there were a few things that I wanted to see from Jake LaRavia in that game, and I thought his movement was pretty good. I thought that the shot was quicker and looked well, good with the form. It just wasn't going in, but he yep. took nine threes. I, yep. I'll take that. Just keep pulling, man. Keep pulling. Keep Show pulling. us what you got. We've got to see more from him, no doubt about it. But, again, I'm not going to overreact to one game in Summer League. I'm just and not. We'll see, and we'll see what 6 o'clock tonight hey, looks like. Vince Williams, though. <laughs> Vince hey, Williams, man. brother. Hey, well, man. 5 for 8 from 3, Dude. 7 and 11 from the field. Dude. 19 points, 7 rebounds. Can hoop. Uh, and, quite frankly, Vince Williams on the defensive end, I kind of like what I saw, too. I – I like me some Vince Again, Williams. Again, I'm not going to overreact to one damn summer league. We're not going to overreact. But Vince Williams! But, 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 uh, but on a two-way contract, the, the potential for him to develop into a role player in the NBA with the three-point shooting he put on display the other night, damn, I could see it. I could absolutely see it. And he's long. He's relatively big. Wing player. 
I, I don't see why not. And they, they did use a pick on him last year. Let's not forget that. They did use a draft pick to bring him in last year. I liked what I saw from Vince Williams. I thought the most positive thing from the game was when they needed when they decided to win, Roddy they was won. like, I'm going to go get yes. this done. And, and Roddy was I, uh, just big and strong. He looked good. Even Roddy going into good. Summer League, did, let me put it this way. Do, do you have it of the Jake Laravia, Zaire Williams, Jake, or uh, 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 David Roddy conversation? David Roddy's the one I'm not worried about. I'm not ultimately. worried. I saw what he could do in a regular season game. I saw what he can provide. And I, he is just a hooper. He is a certified hooper. And when you get him in a summer league against not so good competition, he's going to be putting up 15 plus a night. That's just sort of who he's going to be as a player. And he can do it just about how he wants. Like he can get to the rim a little bit. He can use his body. He can. Sh- the three-point ball was falling four for nine from three. That's fun to see. But that's a guy I expect, of all of those guys, of those three guys, that's a guy I expect to be a rotational player. Everyone's sort of in, in lockstep Agreed. there. Agreed. I think you the- just hope Jake LaRavia can potentially grow past it because he spent two first-round picks yeah. on him. You hope he can pass it. You're in the hoping rotation. that LaRavia has some sort of leap or show signs of something this season, no doubt about it, but... At the end of the day, I think that you can you can trust Roddy enough to where I'm like, okay, I yep. see I see it here. It's I would have liked them to maybe go out and find that that starting three, but if this is the team that they're rolling into the season with, eh, maybe Roddy can be something. And then Gigi Jackson four for eight. Sure, yeah, yeah there were cool. some times. There was some yeah, time. he bodied up some people. He's eighteen. He's yeah, he's he definitely showed I, his youth with some of like the, the not 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 the the, the IQ you want to see in an NBA player. Here's right what I'll now. say: I don't feel comfortable having an opinion on an eighteen year old after yes, watching him correct, in one game. Correct. I'm not going to pretend but, like but, I I was an expert what, on what Gigi. I, what I'm not what I'm not going to shy from is the fact that offensively you can see there's something there. With he's an got scoring flashes, he's, but you saw that at South Carolina. Yeah, and that's yeah. why they that's why they were like, hey, let's go get him. Now we get Holmgren Junior. Two tonight. Dude, if, That's going to be fun. Grizz, <laughs> Thunder, Salt Lake City, 6 o'clock. If Lofton works him again, I might just have to delete Twitter. It's going to be a war. If Chet, Chet looked great. Chet looked really good. And he looks bigger. Four blocks. He's moving better. 15 points. Yeah. Got some rebounds. Four blocks. I mean, it's going to be interesting. He looks really athletic, too. He gave him the ball at the top of the key, getting off the bounce. That's fun stuff. I thought it was really, seven, dude, I thought it was, uh, it was really smart for them to keep him out last year, I think. Yeah, I mean, somebody that young, you want to make sure that they get back well, young on their piece. And just but, skinny. Yeah, but you don't, especially if they have, even if it's just some nagging, lingering injury, get that thing right before you put them on yeah. the floor. You can't roll out the twig game. from Bugs Life against <laughs> yes. Nikola Jokic. No, okay? you, you got to put some meat on him. You cannot. And he's gained some weight. He still looks pretty slender. <laughs> yeah, he does. I still think Kenneth Lofton, it, and he looks skinnier. I mean, Kenny I, looks I good. I don't know what he's cut down to. He's 280. He looks good. In summer league he, last he's year. he's quick. I just every time I watch Kenny Lofton play, I'm like, damn, he's quick. Yeah. He's so light on his feet. Yep. Now, um, Keith Smith will be headed to Vegas summer league tomorrow, and uh, we do have to catch up on some NBA free, free agency. So we'll do that right here on the other side of this break, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.